Welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. We have a little impromptu episode here. We didn't plan to host anything this week, but uh, these situations ha- situations have evolved, and here we are today to discuss kind of the drama and the the news uh, across F1 this week. Uh, and to accompany me on this journey, we have our very own Shah. Uh, Shah is back on today. He made time. On his Saturday evening, uh, to to kind of discuss this 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 wonderful week in Formula One history, and then uh, we brought in a special guest. He was on before in the past. We discussed Michael Schumacher. We discussed his brand, uh, Formula D signs. I got a few merch. Uh, he's a big Ferrari fan, a big Michael Schumacher fan, and soon to be a big Lewis Hamilton fan. So uh, we brought him on to kind of get a perspective from the Tifosi point of view. But without further ado, uh, what are we going to do today? What are we going to be? T- Welcome, Shah. Welcome, Carlos. Uh, Thank you, Andrew. Great to have you back on today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And just the timeline. I know a lot happened just to refresh. I think this whole thing for me started Wednesday night. I got a random message from Shah. Was it a message or a call? It was a message like big news coming out in Formula One tomorrow morning. Like it was Wednesday night. I was still in the office. Wow. 7 p.m. Eastern time. And I was like, what is he talking about? Because I, in the off season, I try to like unplug as much as I can. So I got off X or Twitter because I feel like it's the most toxic workplace in the world. So I kind of stay, take a step back. I don't want to hear about AD 21 for three months. Uh, just, uh, you know, feel better going into a, a season. So I, I, I immediately like, what is Shaw talking about? I thought it was something. I, I ultimately I thought it was something involving Carlos Sainz because he's he hasn't signed a seat. He's the next junior guy out there without a long term contract. So my brain was going in that direction. Then he said the the rumor mill is that uh, Lewis has a contract, and I'm like, why would he have a contract? He signed two years, like impossible. Uh, and then we we chatted. I was like, that's ludicrous. The timing is terrible. Uh, and then I went to bed. And I woke up in the morning, heading to work, and like 5 a.m., I get like Sky Sport. I find, but I did download uh, X before I went to bed. Uh, my <laughs> phone. <laughs> it just, I got the news from X, like first thing in the morning, like breaking news. Uh, and it was just a disaster. He wasn't even awake yet. And I got the news first. Um, then, then it just went downhill from there. We didn't hear from Lewis for a couple of days. We heard from Total. We heard from Ferrari. We heard from Mercedes eventually along the way. Um, but uh, here we are today with maybe plenty more questions than answers on on what's what what happened and what's going to happen next. So that's why I wanted to get your your take on the situation first, Shao. How did you get to to the to to get this like rumor pop up? When did it have? When did it pop up on your on your radar? Uh, that's a good question. So I usually don't follow X. I don't have a Twitter or X account, so I don't follow it. That's one thing. So I, I may or less follow a few Italian media sources and Formula One dot Uno is one of those very credible sources, especially from uh, the Fianza camp and from the Maranello camp. So I was like, all right, let's see what's going on. It's just my random read anytime I'm doing anything. That doesn't require much of brain thoughts. So just reading through it, and then I found this article. It was like weirdly translated. It was like Lewis Hamilton, Ferrari, it's a possibility. Talks are happening. And then that's when I immediately messaged you. I was yeah. like, this is this rumor that's happening. Yeah. And then I went online, I was reading through, I couldn't find anything, but I was like, these are credible sources. Something must be happening. And that's when I started just taking the translation, Italian translation, put it in Google, so it's the same headlines. And then that's how I got into these X tweets where you could just see the tweets, but you can't comment or see the likes and stuff. Yeah. So that's what I did. And then that's why I immediately messaged you, like it's a big driver just going somewhere else. And then there are a few credible sources that are already reporting on it. Yeah. And then we will wake up to chaos next day morning. So I knew that and then I went to bed. <laughs> Absolute chaos, absolute chaos. Carlos, how about you? How did uh, how did the bombshell land on you? You, you. It was I, my fault. You, no, it was you. <laughs> and, and I said, "Wow," <laughs> and uh, I I didn't believe it, so I 
but then by uh, me you mean the 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 BBC link that I sent to the group yeah. chat at, at I like five no in the morning. <laughs> I had no inkling. I again I do disconnect, but I do read a lot. I was uh, through the GP one magazine, and I was. Mm. But did I see it coming? Did I have any? No, and of course I'm I'm by love. I love this. This for me is the new Schumacher era mm -hmm. in in a way. Yeah, yeah. So. I agree with that. I mean, I think this is a move that nobody has seen coming. No, none. So I would from any corner, I would say. That's why it took the entire squad and every fan and every journalist and everybody that is related to the sport by surprise. And then, as you find it out, it's more or less going to be a Schumacher or a Sparrow or for a new era for Formula One, for Ferrari, which I see a few battles and we will dive deep into it. Or as we go yeah. on into the position. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know I know you no, I think Shad, you brought you you bring a great a great question up, right? Uh let me let me probably ask it in a different way. Um have we have we or have you, Carlos, as a Ferrari fan in the past, on similar news, I take a step back, Fettel moving over, um, Alonso moving over to Ferrari. Was it also perceived as another Schumacher era beginning. No, no. no and if no. not, then if not, then what, what in your opinion makes it makes this one slightly different than what we've seen in, in the last couple, two, three big signings that moved over. I think the parallels, uh, again, I'm going to be a little bit biased because I, I do love Ferrari. I want to, I want to cry tears of, of <laughs> passion to see Lewis Hamilton you know, stand on that podium, on, the, on that Monza podium. Mm -hmm. But uh, with Vettel, you kind of knew he was going to go there because Schumacher had told him, if you really want to cement your legacy, you got to drive for Ferrari. Uh, Fernando, everybody wants to drive for Ferrari, almost, you know, to build themselves up. Lewis Hamilton has built himself up. You know, he, he's coming from a different perspective. Uh, I will say this. I, I think this is a move that's going to help F1 in general. You know, I know Netflix came on, and but because of the, uh, the amount of dominance that Red Bull has, interest has waned. Interest has waned. And uh, Formula One as a business going with uh, Las Vegas or you know, USA, they need this business to boom. And how else can you do it? But the biggest name going to Ferrari, I total walk in to fight him. I, he said, "This is great for business." Is, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, sure. I it, it's unique in that way, as opposed to Vettel and, and Alonso. Yeah, sure. You, as 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 Debbie said, a little bit neutral on the topic. You, even though I would I wouldn't say you're neutral. You've been a Lewis Hamilton, a McLaren fan since day one. Uh, not Lewis Hamilton in particular, but you've been. Predominantly a McLaren driver, big big fan of that team, and 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 Lewis started there. Uh, from your perspective, why is this probably a smarter move or a different move than what we've seen from Alonso moving to Ferrari, and then Alon and and then Vettel moving to to Ferrari? I know the circumstances were slightly different, but there are some parallels between the two. Um, but yeah, your take on that? Very true. I mean. Very slight parallels uh, to Vettel's move or Alonso's move uh, to Ferrari or from their team. I mean, Vettel is quite hard similar, hard right? Four years he's finished his now winning streak and then he jumps into Ferrari. Where, I mean, a winning driver with a winning team moving away from a winning team, that was what the biggest surprise was. But Well, Vettel was struggling, right? He had a car that was bad in 2012 or something. Uh, 2013 or something, and and he got he got demolished by the new kid on the block, Danny Rick, right? And he didn't beat his teammate. He didn't have a competitive car. He was a, he was the reigning world champion. But six months into the season, right, when he knew it wasn't gonna work out, he he signed the contract, and it was clear to everybody that by the end of next by this year by the end of this year he was out. You know. He read the tea leaves quite quite sooner than Lewis did. Lewis took two years to kind of come to that conclusion, uh, but it's not a conclusion that yeah. Mercedes got it completely wrong. But it it took two years, and the W thirteen or fourteen haven't 
one more than a race, right? Uh, so there are some parallels in that in that perspective. Did Lewis get beat by George? Uh, not it's not no. they, they're pretty similar, right? So that th those that's where there's a, the story is not a to a to a similar, but I feel like there's some similarity there. But but the move itself, yeah. right? The move itself to Ferrari. Why why in your opinion it's it's probably going to be a repeat of what we've seen the last two times, or it could be a different story. What we need uh, to man. see, maybe, maybe that's the way I ask you the question. What do we need to see to kind of build confidence that this is the this is a slightly different story? So, I mean, as we have a saying, history repeats itself, which we very much would like to when Lewis Hamilton moves to Ferrari and then championship comes in with Ferrari. But uh, with the move right now, I mean, it's it's a win-win situation when you look at it from both parties as to what the future might hold. Ferrari getting a future, I mean, a, a great one of the greatest uh, drivers of the sport to their team to drive for them from next year onwards, that is 2025. That's a win on that itself. And then Lewis Hamilton moving away from his home team. He's been with the McLaren Mercedes family throughout his entire career. He started his career off. His junior career was always McLaren Mercedes, and then the shock move to Mercedes team in 2014. That's that was one of the biggest shock moves again uh, from McLaren to Mercedes because everybody thought he was going to be McLaren driver. And then his 11-year tenure and seven championships with the team and Mercedes, and then another shock move. He's only made two career changes from team to team, and then both of them were the biggest shots uh, during that time. That's that's what uh, Lewis is capable of doing, and then the amount of uh, grip he has over the sport. Uh, I would say this is one last dance, or maybe his one last shot at trying to achieve peak greatness over what he has already achieved, or go one step further by trying to go to a team that shows promising signs, give them the winning strategy, and then get to it, kind of thing. Yeah. And, and probably achieve uh, greatness and achieve the championship. So that's the win-win in there. But he's already embarked his legacy. And then it's Ferrari is only going to be a chapter of it. And it's a new chapter that is, is still writing, uh, given his age. So there is, we say that there's still motivation in there uh, for what the championship or what, what he could achieve and him getting his eighth title. From from Mercedes' perspective, I would say maybe he's, he's staying for two years, this was a good time for him to test out the confidence. I mean, after 2021, with the new regulations coming in in 2022, the car didn't work out straight away, but he didn't drop the ball straight away on the same season. He he, he stayed with the team for 10 years, so he had his trust with them. So he let it continue and see what was going on and how they could build up and build back up to the top spot, which I'm pretty sure Mercedes is capable of doing. And then he's given them two years from what we, uh, what I've read or what we can hear from media outlets and trusted sources, is the lack of trust. I mean, the team that the direction was going through, he wasn't satisfied. And this was back in August of last year, 2023. August was when this decision kind of came into picture, I would say, where Lewis Hamilton kind of sort of felt that the team that the direction was going through wasn't what he wanted it. And then that's what probably led into his two plus one, one plus one contract with Mercedes, and then how him trying to look for everywhere, somewhere else. And then that's where he has landed this Ferrari drive for 2020. Yeah, I think I think it's it's good background there. Uh, but yeah, it's in terms of similarity and, and, and differences, uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's it, the, the, you kind of covered them a little bit and it needed to go a, a couple step back. You, you talk about age, you talk about two, and it, and it brought to my mind the contract. What brought us here was why couldn't he, why didn't Mercedes give him that three or in a longer term contract than a one plus one, right? Um, Carlos, um, do you think it was fair, right, for, do you think it was it was a wise? You're a business guy, right? Let's talk about. It. Let's put this in. The, we put your business hat on here. Total was right. I personally think Total was right to give a one plus one to Lewis, although Lewis probably needed wanted a longer term contract uh, to to kind of at Mercedes. What, what was your option? Just to see him through at least the start of the 26 era. It, it it's. I think it's a matter of motivation. 
Lewis has, through his seven championship, has found motivation deep inside. And being F1, a team sport, you got to get your engineers involved. You got to get the right people involved. I think that said at Ferrari. I think they're a lot hungrier than anybody else. By him making that move, it just shakes everything up. I think it's a, it's a matter of motivation. What are you going to gain by giving him a three-year contract? I mean, he's just, he's settling in a way. For, having said that, Hamilton is in peak shape, just like Alonzo. These are, he's in rarefied air. Okay, so it's just a matter of motivation. Who is he gonna? Who's gonna step up at Ferrari? That's what I think. It's it's the halo above all this. He, what, what does he have to prove? He's got seven championships. He's gonna get Rosberg. He's gonna against everybody. You know, so you know it just he he's looking for motivation, and FIA is looking to further spread their wings. That's yeah. that. You know, that's what FIA I think. try. FIA trying for Formula One's also trying. Uh, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, don't want to open up a can of worm. Uh, hashtag Andretti. Uh, but uh, sha sha. Um, uh, motivation. Uh, is it motivation? Is it is it revenge? Is it uh, starting something new? I do know the words that I've heard over the last couple of days. Uh, is it a lack of confidence from the Mercedes team to not? You know, give him that contract, or give him that minimum multi-year contract that he wanted uh, to kind of like have a peace of mind that he could he could be around for longer than a one plus one. Um, I don't know. I, I th these are the different narratives I'm having, or is it just you know when when somebody sings a, a beautiful song into your ears so many times and and shows you love and. You know, another team principal, like somebody takes you for granted and another person comes and just sees you as this still amazing person that they want to partner with, that they see big things for. I think that allure uh, will, will, will draw anybody in to like a change. You know, that's kind of my perspective. Yeah, I think it was he he is bigger than Formula One. He's he he is world renowned. Like I was sitting at work and like business news was which was they called up total to come talk to the stock market on thursday you know john elkin ferrari was reporting on thursday they did a great quarter but the oh, stocks yeah. jumped really high still right uh when and this is a caveat between mercedes the way they approach things and ferrari ferrari's in the media ferrari's everywhere and and ferrari's uh manager right the ceo everybody the board everybody's on board of the of the racing right they're on board is mercedes the 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 guys on the board really on board with they're not the same level as ferrari this that's mm -hmm. all i have to say they love racing but they're not at the same passion as as john elkin and as as the guys at ferrari board you can see them even in the garage like the Ferrari guys in the garage during race weekends upset when the team is not doing well. I don't think I've seen anybody really for Mercedes in a while, right? There used to be was, back in yeah. the guy, yeah, back in the day there used to be one guy that was always there with the mustache. I forget his name. I'm, I'm blacking out on his name. He went on to work for Formula One for a while. Uh but uh yeah, I don't know. I think well who was the old CEO that brought them back into the sport? I'm but uh, sometimes I forget names, but you know what I mean? Back in the day, it was, it was they were really passionate about the story, about entering the sport, and I feel like that that has died down a little bit, and that probably contributed to an opportunity that that the that Ferrari and, and John Elkin have seized here to make I, what I believe the biggest coup of the year. That was like other tests, but anyways, yeah. Well, one from thing here? I would say is, I mean, with uh, just a follow up statement from what you've said. For Mercedes Benz style move, Lewis Hamilton is just another employee. For Ferrari, Lewis Hamilton is a new hope. Lewis Hamilton is a asset that they can invest into and bring up their brand. They have recognized the greatness of Lewis Hamilton, Ferrari. That's why you see this astonishing deal that went through for 2025. They were willing to give him the money, give him the resources, and give him the 
establishment that he or the resources and the establishment that he needs to set up his legacy, his brand, and then also build up anything that he wanted to for Formula One and for everybody else around him, which I don't think was possible with uh, Mercedes Benz. From what I've read is that the contract was not the part where Lewis was trying to look through. It was two different aspects. One was in terms of the car path direction that the team was taking and his lack of uh, their lack of agreement towards what path to take between uh, Lewis Hamilton, the champion of the team, and then the new race technical director, which no longer is part of the team, uh, how they were going on about it. And then the second one was what I read is that Lewis Hamilton has asked for ambassadorship with Mercedes-Benz uh, for the future uh, until 2037 or something like that and to have an establishment or fund open up so he could build up his brand and then he could help everybody around it, which was kind of put down and there was nothing after it. That's why we have seen very long negotiations of contract in 2023 with Lewis Hamilton. And then... With Ferrari, the deal happened quick because Elton smelled or Elton sensed that this is what I need to give him for me to get a champion driver to put and pair him against a future champion driver in my team, that is Charles Leclerc, and pair them together, let them share the knowledge, and then have the best driver pairing that I could ever have, and then take my team even further and achieve greater lengths of greatness. Yeah. So that's, that's more or less how it is. So... Mercedes, for Mercedes-Benz, Lewis Hamilton is just another employee, just another driver for them. But Ferrari, he's an icon. They've seen him as a legend. And then they're bringing him to build both of their brands together. That's 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 my take on it. That's true. That's sweet. That's really important here. Uh, do you believe so? Well, for the Tifosis, how do you guys see Lewis Hamilton? Is Lewis oh, perceived okay. differently than... No, I'm talking to Carlos. Carlos here. Okay. Uh, what is... How are the Tifosis perceiving uh, the dynamics we do? When you look at a, a driver like bringing on board Lewis versus you had Carlos Sainz uh, over the last couple of years. You had, uh, I don't know, Alonso and Vettel. Where does he fit in in, in, in that whole rank when, of like... When, of, when, of Lewis like Hamilton, when Lewis Hamilton walks into a meeting room with Ferrari, he has higher impact. He's going to have higher impact than Alonso. He's going to have a higher impact than Vettel. He's, a, he's already a myth. Okay, now having said that, <laughs> Ferrari is their worst enemy. It's just in their culture. That Ferrari has always been like that. When Schumacher came in, I think it was the first time that, and I forget her name, uh, uh, the French guy. Uh, oh. John Todd. John Todd came in. Ross Brown. Ross Brown. These were non-Italian Marketers, okay? It's almost a parallel now with uh, Frederick Vazor. Ferrari are passion, but they are their worst enemy. That's just embedded in mm -hmm. their culture. Having Lewis Hamilton come in into Ferrari, he's a myth. Everybody, and it's, it's a team sport. Who else is coming or who else is going to step up? You know, it's it's like a sport of, of milliseconds. It's same thing with engineering and uh, passion. And there's like, it's going to be a lot of passion. This is, is what it, I, so I was the repercussions. The repercussions here on a technical uh, uh, perspective are so huge. Then, so you know, there could be other significant signings on the back end of that. I know, I know, Foster has poached Sarah recently from Mercedes, the technical director. Uh, this was before signing Louis. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's, and, and across the board, across the grid, there's been a lot of signings happening. People moving on across. Let, yeah. Let's not forget, we have a rules reset in 2026. Um, oh, it's open door for everybody. Yeah, I know. It's a, so this it's is a clean sheet. Who, and Shaw, maybe you could, who is advising Hamilton? Is it Hamilton advising Hamilton? Because he, he has a knack for great timing. So, yes. who is advising Hamilton? At, uh, Mark Hines. Yeah, I think he signed as a older management. I mean, his contract expired with his current management last year yeah. or so. And then he's signed a, a new contract with an older management that he was back when with McLaren Mercedes, a good friend of his, I believe. And uh, I think they laid out the business plan for him, straightened out all that he's... It's, uh, it's not about... Not, it wasn't not, about like commercial business anymore. It's on track business now. Uh, it's how do we win again? Like, 
thing is when a champion driver is coming into the team Ferrari they have to be on their A game they have no other option people are going to look at them even more than they've done before they have two championship worthy drivers everybody is forced to be on their A game and then we keep talking about how this move is similar to Schumacher is because great drivers bring in great people with them and that is what we are hearing with Lewis Hamilton's move with his move to Ferrari, he's also bringing in a team of engineers that have worked closely with him uh, throughout his career to Ferrari. We will have to see how many of those people are or what those people are. There are a good amount of uh, sources and rumors going on around, but we will have to wait until those are all set in stone and then they're signed. And then everybody should already be going on their farming break before they are actually going to be part of the team. So, yes. I think quit. 2025 is a testing year for Lewis, maybe, at Ferrari, just to figure out. And then once there's a team of engineers settle into the team, 2026 is going to be the real deal. They're going to just come in. If they can come in in 25, they're working on the 26 car off the bat. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. We, 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 we discussed some pretty crunchy little topics here uh similarities uh there's a there's a few and there's there's but in terms of the 25 grid right we just opened up uh the pandora's box right yes a day or two before that everything was just boring right we had these wonderful drivers committing to long-term contracts uh and the only piece of the jigsaw for us at the time was what was Carlos Sainz going to do? And we, were, our eyes were turned on the story at Red Bull, um, the story around uh, who's going to take who is Checo going to keep his seat? Now who's going to take his seat? But is Checo going to be able to keep a firm grip on his drive? Now nobody has spoken about Red Bull this week. No, not at uh, all. <laughs> um. But uh, but there's been a ton of other rumors now on how the the how do you call that chair game musical chair game is going to unfold. It it could it could it could start it could start playing out by race one or sure. winter summer break could be just interesting really. So let's let me ask you, Shah, first. I mean, I think you you probably will. What 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 where do you think who has how does who fills the, the Hamilton seat first? Let's start with that. Oh. Who's worthy Ooh, of the shit? A difficult question to answer. I mean, if nobody can yeah. fill in those such large shoes. Uh, they can only build up from there. So it depends on uh, Mercedes and what they want. And it depends on the seat too. So because you've all got other drivers who have their eyes on some other prizes or something like that. But a Mercedes seat is opened up right now. So, I would say, I mean, four contenders for that seat could be who have nothing to lose and to prove. Uh, I would put probably Nico Hulkenberg in there. Uh, just so to see if he could settle in, uh, be the number two driver to support Russell and uh, have the team invest a good amount of resources into Russell to take the team back to championship uh, winning. Or they could bring in young guns uh, like. Alex Albon maybe uh, to see if they could both of them go uh, get away and uh, challenge each other to get that extra greatness like how Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton did for a few years. Mm -hmm. So these are the two drivers that I have on my mind and I don't see anybody else. And then the other one would be, I mean, they had the junior drivers coming in, but it's it's too much of a pressure or too much of a trust to put them, to put on the junior drivers before they've even set uh, foot on an F2 car, uh, Kimi uh, I'm talking about the new guy, junior driver. Kimi Antonelli, yeah. Yep. They Kimi skipped Antonelli. F3. It skipped F3 for him and sticking him in F2 this year. So we'll see how that goes, that plays out. Well, it's it's fair game because the new F2 car is going to be completely different from from what the F2 was last year. So he's he's starting on the same footing as everybody else, really. So it was worth the jump this year. But anyway, I digress. I love Kimi, so I... <laughs> Carry on, yeah, Kimi, and then who else? I'd say only these three at this point of time, nobody else. There is no point in Valtteri Bottas returning. 
uh, I mean, Mercedes right now needs a Valtteri Bottas kind of driver. And I don't see Valtteri Bottas coming in from Alpha or stake, uh, sorry, stake F1 team to Mercedes because he wants to set his foot into the new Audi team rather than to be one year or two year at Mercedes and then end up going through the struggle of finding a seat again. So he would probably set his foot uh, where he's at right now and not try to look at the Mercedes bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can never say never after what Lewis Hamilton's move has done. But you don't contract, know the possible. There are like my, multiple endless possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, let's put a business hat on uh, for Carlos. Uh, who do you think, What's what's what would be wise for Toto to do to fill the seat? What, what would be an approach? Well, Not necessarily I, what driver to put, but how would you think about it? I think George Russell is going to step up. He didn't need ha- Hamilton. I mean, he did well on his oh. own. <laughs> you know, he, he did well on his own. So it's almost an afterthought. Like it right. just said, it's an open, it's an open seat. They they might just put a young guy in there. Why not? You know, why would you want to be destabilize George? You know, Russell. You want to build him up, and I think he's more than capable. I think he's more than capable. So you could put a young gun in there. Nico Hulkenberg, uh, he, he's a great tester, maybe, but you know his time. I mean, he's he's great for us, you know, or, or somebody <laughs> like that. But I just think you put a young guy in there, start rebuilding, let Mercedes prove that they can do it without you know Hamilton. But right? there's a marketing and commercial side to the business too. You need to bring in a guy that could step in, and and the sponsors will follow him and will be willing to support you, and you could sell confidently because he's he he's there on the second row and can deliver from the second row or the first row from day one and compete in the front without making mistakes you know you all that you have to take all of that into question and that's weight that has a maybe even if it don't have it doesn't have a a title on this on his back he's a he's a he's a guy that can can build up to be a title a title competing driver you need that weight even if he hasn't won anything, just having a potential to win is important. Uh, I will throw a couple names in there. Um, I would throw Roman Grosjean. I think we need no. to see Roman back in a Mercedes. Uh, <laughs> and I would throw uh, another house driver, uh, Schumacher. Why Why are we putting Schumacher on the dock? He's the reserve driver, right? Uh Toto yes. has said so many amazing things about it. I've tried to sell him off to other teams to take him. When there's a seat opening up, mate, if he's such a great driver, if you believe, and I believe he is a good driver, he's probably underrated a little bit. Him and maybe, and they have people in the academy too. Vesti just won the championship, right? Uh, where do we put him? Like, these are guys that are looking for seats. Put a junior in. Why, why, know, not can, uh, why not Schumacher? Why not? I'm sorry. Why, why not Schumacher? I don't think it's going to be why Schumacher. Why not? I mean, we, we never see him in a race wing uh, car. Mm-hmm. We saw him in the last car, always the last car on the grid. You can be the best race car driver. We put you in a in 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 a in a chassis in a car that has no potential. What are you supposed to do with it? And I think he didn't have a cracker. He didn't have a a good crack at Formula One. I don't think he did. If they wanted to give Schumacher a real shot at F1, they could have put him in uh, Williams before bringing or uh, trying to justify bringing in Logan Sargent in a year earlier. They, well, the Williams team has always been stating that they brought in Logan Sargent in a year earlier. Why can't they let him have his one year of tenure again in F2 and put make Schumacher... Logan, Logan was an American in, play. I, I, I would say Williams and Logan was an American play given the private equity that owns the group, uh, wanted okay. to have an American driver in that seat. So I think Logan, it played out well. Toto did pitch him, did pitch Mick for that seat hard, but it was just the decks were played. Uh, the, the seat was going to go to to Logan. You know, there were other drivers that were really good. Piastri didn't get a drive. He was going to drive second fiddle for... for... There, were, there were no seats open for Piastri to get I mean, it. Yeah, there I know, right? Open, yeah. For Joe Guan Yu and stuff like that. It's just like F1 and Formula One, they have these agendas. They, they play in the background too. Like, we need a driver from this place. We need a driver from this yeah. place. He's the best option we have. Let's stick him in one of these, like, not so great seat. And hopefully he can keep up. 
and Joe Guan Yu is doing a fantastic work on that on that front. Making very little mistake, keeping up with both us. But I can't necessarily say the truth yet. I know he has it, uh, and I, it's just he just needs to iron out a few mistakes. But I think it's similar story to to Logan. Uh, I digress. I mean, you but maybe Toto could give him the one year, uh, yeah. twenty twenty five for his words to action kind of things, and then give Chuma for the twenty twenty five drive. While their younger driver, junior driver, is building up more experience, and then uh, if they're not satisfied with his performance, I mean, it's it's all they could they could do on an yearly yearly basis rather than yeah that. yeah, so, and he could be he could be a perfect number two for for Russell, you know, and 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 the Mercedes brand would love to have the Schumacher family back in the in house really. As for me personally, if if we're gonna play a corporate game here, let's forget about everybody. Let them play musical chairs somewhere else. Let's give a guy that's that can that can deliver, and that would be a, a strong number two, and that we can build up to our way. And if we don't like it anymore, we can we can always put him back into another drive somewhere. You know, I don't know another sure. DT, another drive at Mercedes. But yeah, the the seat is gonna be open. We're not gonna know until the end of the season, right? I think Mercedes yeah. doesn't operate. Like that till now it's at the middle of the season. They'll probably wait till the end of the season, of the season. To, to to give that out. Um, they, have they have that love They can wait. They can wait. Oh yeah, beautiful. But uh, yeah, um, across the grid though. For one thing, I've been thinking about is that how does this play into the championship this year? This is probably my last question for you guys, in terms of the dynamics of twenty four. Um, what matters in twenty four now? What's exciting? Yeah. What should we be looking forward to? Testing is in a couple of days. We have a ton of liveries coming out this week. McLaren's in New York City. Uh, Williams is in New York City at the moment. Like, you know, Valentine's Day is coming and there's a lot of action coming out around that week. So what should we look out for in 2024? What are you looking out for, uh, Mr. Carlos? 2024, Red Bull just wants to cement their legacy. They're going full out. Uh, Adrian Newey is not happy with certain aspects of the 2026, you know, have 50% uh, combustion, 50% electric. They're not feeling very positive about that. So I, I think they realize that, hey, every great dynasty comes to an end. Let's, let's really concentrate. Everybody is motivated. Everybody, every team is motivated. So Closing I, I that gap? Yes. To close hey, the gap? Oh, you know, if you're Ferrari, if you are involved with Ferrari, you're waking up every morning motivated now. You know, it's like you said, they, they, they have burned all the ships. They're fully motivated. We're not going home. But this is the new world. Uh, We're getting ready. Even to Haas. Haas is, is under the umbrella of Ferrari, you know. And, and Gene Haas, you know, is probably thinking, hey, this is a, you know, maybe this is positive for us. You know, getting rid of Gunther Steiner. We're affiliated with Ferrari. Uh, but I think 24 is still Red Bull. I, I think it's, it's still Red Bull until okay. the new regs, you know, kick in. And then Audi coming in also. And, and why isn't Carl Sainz uh, more linked to uh, to Audi? It's just, it's just he wants he a is. winning. Oh, because Carl Sainz to Audi is because his father, Carl Sainz Sr., he has been with Audi for a good amount of time, and he's got very good connections. And uh, also that uh, Carlos Sainz has worked with Andreas Seidel, and who's going to be the team principal. Of this. He's who's currently now the CEO for Audi's oh, team. Will probably have him. So that's where Carlos Sainz's contracts and all of that come in because he wanted a two-year contract so he could stay with the team until probably 2025 and he's a proven winner he's, he's a proven winner he's got a, he's got, he's got he's a brain nothing. yeah he's done good at ferrari four years uh he's done great this is going to be his fourth year with the team not knowing that he's not going to be driving with them next year uh but that doesn't change uh, the professionalism of the mentality for drivers they have to be performing on track that's what matters the most to them everything background that's just going to be background noise once they once the visor closes. But uh, for Carlos, yep, I think he's had his uh, eggs all in for the Audi basket to get into the new team, build with them, and then try to move forward with the team. He's still a young guy. Uh, in terms of him not being named for the Mercedes seat, is again the way 
or what he wants. He wants to probably be affiliated with Audi, then trying to try to stay long term, short term with Mercedes. Mercedes probably is trying to look for somebody that they can have for a long term, uh, just so that they don't need to deal with that until like 2026 or 2027. But that's not the case with what Carlos Sainz wants, maybe. So that's one of the reasons why he's not naming them. I want to throw another wild name to the second seat. Could be Esteban Ocon. Esteban Ocon has good ties with Toto Wolf. He was also Toto Wolf was also Esteban Ocon's manager. Can I scratch but, that? Uh, he has no pace. He can't do it. He I'm sorry, I love Esteban, but Gasly beat him in the first year in the car he sure. was already in before. He didn't have mechanical failures the way he did have a few mechanical failures, but nothing to the extent uh, Alonso had. And he, a guy came from Alpha, Alpha Tauri and was super close to him. Uh, so, like, I, I've, I've lost faith in And if, if you put Ocon in a Mercedes right now, it's going to be fireworks. Why? Remember, yeah. they're going to fight. If Ocon sniffs a victory, he is, he is Team Ocon all the way. So, like, it's a, it's a delicate move there with yeah. Ocon. Um, I think Alpine needs to sort their affairs and, and kind of, he, he has, he's established himself, himself well there. Um, yeah, that's a wild name. It is a real what, what, what is Mercedes culture here as opposed to Ferrari? Is it Total Wolf saying, we're going to do it our way? George Russell, new guy, or are we going to fight for headlines and bring in Ocon? I, 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 I I'm, what is what is Mercedes culture here? Is it corporate? If I yeah, he's in a perfect he's in a perfect position. He'll be pitched the entire year. He will hear from every driver on the grid. He will have time to look at every driver's data. He can even have a, a, a like tests, like private tests, where people come and compete and show their pace. You know, to see who is able to drive like an old Mercedes and who can extract lap time from it the best. You know, just show up. Five of you guys, we're going to run you on track. Oh, and don't see. fool yourself. Toto has a huge ego. Yeah, but he will want to be the guy that makes the decision in the end. But he, and, and when he announces the guy, the guy he puts in the seat, he would know that he did a big, big signing for a long time. And that person will have, will play an important role in him winning the Constructors Championship sooner rather than later. And everybody's knocking on his door right now and ringing his phone. So he has—he's not jumping into any relationship right now. He's a—he's a—he's a bachelor who just got a divorce, and he's gonna be single and mingling. Excellent He'll point. Be out Excellent there. point. Honorable. With, with Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> say that before people jump in on Susie Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just not not a divorce from Susie, please, please. Love Susie. <laughs> yes, no. But in terms of professional partnership with Lewis, that there's there's been uh, there's an opportunity that there's a seat that open, and uh, he's gonna have to first mend his heart, and then he's gonna go out and find find a new love. Uh, anyways, at, at that at that point, I think we can stop it here. Uh, no, any other hot take? We have one yeah, more. I have want to bring one up? hot take. Then, then just uh, this is a follow up question or follow up answer to what Carlos has asked. Think Mercedes strategy right now. They have too much on their hands. One, trying to build up their car back to be the championship winning team, and then trying to sort out their new management because of the new change in technical directions, and then going that correct path, and then. Now they have new two new ones. One is trying to replace the drivers who trying to replace Lewis Hamilton's seat from 2025 onwards. And then also trying to see how they can keep the huge wave of engineers that might be leaving with Lewis Hamilton. So there are a bunch of uh, issues that Dota Wolf has to look into. I think he'll take his time uh, in terms of the drivers for the entire year. and But he'll be focusing more on uh, the other aspects try to gain more control over it and try to get better stability around it. That's more or less what the strategy for Mercedes F1 team would be for this year. And I say that because as of now, I think Charles Leclerc, Landon Norris, uh, we have Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, and then maybe Oscar Piastri. These are the only four drivers that have their contract beyond 2025. 
everybody else on the grid, their contracts expired end of 2024. So it's an open roster for them to select drivers. And with this move, it's opened. I mean, the, the market has opened wide. Token for everybody and anybody to pick from anywhere. Kind of thing. We were expecting maybe a small changes here and there, but we did not expect such big names to go to different teams and such big differences uh, for the shakeup on the shakeup of the grid for next year. So that's that's my take. So Mercedes will take the time in terms of evaluating drivers and seeing what they could do from 2025 or who they could put in the 2025 car. While early on, they want to focus on their car performance and then try to see how they could stabilize the huge wave of engineers leaving or that could be leaving from the team. That's more or less where they would be looking at. All right. Yeah. What, what's your take on Red Bull and all this? I'm just curious. Uh, I think they're loving it. I think they're loving it because these teams, these two teams now have two drivers that they can't show that, that are kind of compromised, right? Like in terms of long-term play, like you can't show everything to Lewis. Lewis will go on track and compete, but it's not with this. He's distracted. He's He knows he's not going to be here next year. So he's not going to be gun blazing trying to unless he's in the championship fighting car uh, you're not gonna see hunger from them right uh that's one less person to worry about same thing in ferrari you have a guy that just that told he wasn't gonna be there next year uh is he going to really care about how the car evolves and becomes better throughout the year so that somebody else drives it um is he gonna be worried about i need to find a, myself a place for next year you know what i mean like it, that means two other two of the top six drivers right are 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 unavailable for business or distracted and their teams are also distracted and there's internal turmoil at, at your closest two competitors this is wonderful this is a setup for for a, a smooth sailing season this is the setup for like it's if I'm if I'm if I'm Christian Horner, like I'm loving life. I'm I'm yeah. just sipping Kool-Aid right now. The only issue with this though, the only issue with this though is Earth. is no, it's it's on the technical level. We have a new a change of regulation coming. We yeah. just had a move of a driver that went across to Ferrari. That could that could have people from your camp interested in being a part of that adventure, bringing back Ferrari, being the being part of the team that brings back Ferrari, and Ferrari could go on on a, can open up their checkbooks to invest and make that dream become a reality. So they they need to guard their their people, and if some of their people are seeing that the project for twenty six is more difficult than they had estimated, that and then producing an engine for the first time without being an engine manufacturer, there could be some shakeup. So I, ex I expect some some puzzle pieces to move around, but their main issue is that. How do we prepare for 26? 24 and 25 is a given. Uh, at this point in time, there's nothing else to worry about. Your closest two competitors are distracted. The other issue is your back office, the engineers. Uh, how do you keep them happy and motivated uh, on for the change of regulation, so I think that's their biggest, that's their biggest thing to to, to think about over the next couple of years. But Max, uh, three time now, four time world champion, three time or four? Three time. time, three I, time. It, it seems like he's won like four times already. <laughs> yeah, could be. Yeah, he'll get the 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 trio. He'll get a trio, uh, a, a three on the bounce, um, and, and then we'll go from there. It's and, and let's, not, and let's not forget that the cars are going to get smaller, narrower, uh, more nimble, a little bit yep. slower maybe. I don't know whose style. I think this suits Hamilton's style, and we'll see if Max, you know, you know they, they can uh, adapt. So uh, and Lewis got to stay young. Lewis Hamilton has got to stay young. Him, him, and Alonso have they have found well, a fountain of youth somewhere. Yeah, uh, and I want to, I want to drink some of that Kool Aid too. Anyways, <laughs> I do. 
How old is Hamilton anyway? How, how old is that? He's 39. 37? 37? 39. 39. Amazing. Yeah. So, Alonso. Yeah. And you love that. Did I hear rumor that Hamilton loves fashion? That's a lot of fashion. Lewis Hamilton's brand with the Ferrari clothing brand. Oh, I'm there. Some money drops, man. So, it, and that goes, that plays all back to the sponsors as well, right? Uh, mm. Tommy Hilfinger, you know, riding the Mercedes Rave and the Lewis Hamilton way for a while. I guess those great ends for for now. Yeah, so it's a massive business. For those that are just talking about on track, we just want to go drive. That's not how it works. It's not about just going on track and driving. It's the sponsors are the sport, right? But but we all understand that that, that the uh, amount of attention had waned a bit. Had waned a bit. I think it's going to hit. I think it's just going to sprout now. Well, let's hope that the car, the driving is actually slightly closer again this year. That would help. That will help sustain because we don't want, you don't, you don't want to crack at taking a shot and like being all excited now and it'll just fade away and it'll become, it'll become old news in a couple of weeks. If we we're getting a one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two by the same team over, over the course of three to four races at the beginning of the season. That is going to, that's going to, even, even myself, if I know for a fact I'm going to watch a one, two after three races, uh, come on, it's going to be tough. (laughs) I'll tune in, but it's going to be tough. But But in, uh, in in reference to getting new young blooded, new, new fans and just the persona, let's again, going back to Netflix. It's gonna be a free year almost for F one for for the for uh for FIA you know for the commercial end of it you know uh, just seeing Lewis Hamilton in red uh, seeing Total Wolf calling the shots for Mercedes uh, Red Bull sitting pretty uh, you can just see it. you get the right producers the right directors the right camera shot and then you know if we hit twenty five twenty six you know with nimbler cars you know. I, I think it's it, it's a bright future for F. I think it's a brighter future than it is. Yeah, I'm All excited. Right. And 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 that ex and that note of excitement, I think I'll close us out today. Uh, we've reached a pretty decent mark here. Uh, but thanks Can for com- thanks for coming in, uh, Carlos, and tuning in. See, uh, I know everybody's a Ferrari fan, so it's Sean. Oh, yeah. uh, I will cry but... tears for joy if he makes the podium this year. So it's oh, nice. yeah. All right, guys. Cheers. Until next Thank time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers.